0: Hi, travelers. My name is Bailey, and I'm Danny. And I've got a question for you. What is it? Are they there yet?
1: (laughs) There could not have been less energy (laughs) in that (laughs) intro just now.
2: (laughs) Oh, Oh.
1: hi, travelers. I feel like there's never a break uh, this is like week number 800 that I sound like I've smoked 800 packs of cigarettes but what can you do uh, I feel like I'm always sick when we record the podcast so that's just how it's gonna be I think it's allergies probably but I don't really know what allergies are to be honest so yeah.
0: the wind is picking up and it sounds bad scary like a I think it's the wind. Or there's a plane flying over. I can't tell. Or a ghost. No, it's clearly coming from outside. Ghosts can be
1: outside, Julie.
0: Really. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think it's a plane. Anyway, Anyways, it was weird. Oh.
1: Bailey thinks ghosts can only be uh, kept in the confines of homes. How silly!
0: <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, we were supposed to record this like three different times, and here we are. The first time, what happened.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what happened the first time. The second time. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got all that ready. It was honestly very, it was, it was a whole event for us trying to get to record this. <laughs> so like it, it was a whole day thing. I wasn't done with my research. Bailey was done with her research like a day in advance. And I was struggling to get my research together. I was home alone with the baby all day. I had to put her down. She went down for bed way later than usual. I It was a whole struggle, a struggle bus moment. I sit down, we get on our call. It's like 840 at this point. And we try to record earlier than that, because if we record at 8.40, that means we're going to be
0: up until at least midnight talking. (laughs) We say, is it 8.36 right now?
1: Yeah, it's, listen, (laughs) that's earlier than 8.40. (laughs) So we we sit down, we get on the call, and Bailey looks at me and goes, what state (laughs) did you research? (laughs) And I say, Minnesota, Bailey, the state that we're on. We're in Minnesota, by the way. Yeah. And Bailey goes, Oh. <laughs> well, when I texted you, I said Mississippi.
0: Because <laughs> I thought Mississippi was next.
1: <laughs> Bailey forgot Minnesota existed. Yeah.
0: So I had done research uh, for yeah. Mississippi.
1: <laughs> so then we had to not record last night.
0: I think we <laughs> because joked because we did this. not have the same state. We joked about this like two episodes ago that wouldn't it be funny if we showed up with like different states? <laughs> listen (laughs) then it happened (laughs) because Bailey doesn't know the alphabet
1: the only reason why I keep myself in line is because I have a running notes app like note in my notes app that has uh, each state and its corresponding cryptids and then if I have chosen my cryptid I erase all the other ones and have just the one Yeah. so I have like just one for the next three states and then I have a nice list next to the next good handful of states
0: yeah and there wasn't enough time for me to like pull something together last night, so we put it on pause no. so I can do my research today. Um, real fast, and then record tonight, which it's gonna be a long recording, so we might just want to jump into the bulk of the episode.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. First, we gotta talk about Minnesota. What's going What's on, I'm Minnesota? Saying? Let's talk about Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> That's Minnesota. what we could have called the episode if we would have just done two separate states. We could have called it the <laughs> Minnesota episode.
0: <laughs> Honestly, for how much uh, there is in Mississippi, we should have just done that.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> there is not much going on for Mississippi. Got be honest with you guys. Yeah, not much at all. So we're gonna figure it out though. So Minnesota, Minnesota, uh, the Minnesota. So the most important. I can't fact... say it
2: without that accent.
1: <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. To it's a good me. accent. It's a fun accent. I have a lot of fun with people who have. A... So the Midwestern yeah. accent, I, I actually have more f- of my fun facts goes along with that kind of. Um, so we went to high school <laughs> with a kid who moved to Arkansas from Minnesota. Okay. And he came like our junior year, maybe. Like,
0: I do he, was, it, he was the name. He said the, the name game. last night, but I don't think I really yeah. have like real memory of him.
1: So, no. yes. So... He had a very Midwestern accent, and he wanted to be a herpologist, okay? And if you don't know what herpology is, it's the study of herps, which are like salamanders, frogs, that kind of stuff. Uh, he's the only other person that I knew, at least Bailey told me about another person apparently we went to high school with who likes herps, but he's the only other person that I realized that like went herping and knew what it was and had done it in his spare time. So, because I, I grew up going
0: herping. Was about a play.
1: Yes, that was very fun. <laughs> Bully, if you will. Yes. <laughs> a play that is actually, so we were in Arsenic and Old Lace when we were uh, in high school. Sophomore year?
0: Yes. No.
1: Yeah? No, junior. No, junior. No, junior. Uh, and actually, the theater that I did Hamlet at is doing our Cynical Little Lace like right now. I could have been in it if I still lived there. Crazy.
0: One of the podcasts I was using to do research on either the. Maybe the Michigan episode? No, it was Maine because it, we talked mm. about. Um, did we talk about Teddy Roosevelt in the Maine episode?
1: I think we talked about Teddy Roosevelt at some point. I know we've talked about the man.
0: Yeah, it was recently. Because we mentioned it recently, in the podcast I was listening to, talked about Arsenic and Old Lace and Teddy Roosevelt, like, yeah, and Arsenic and Old Lace. And I was like, wow, Oh, my God. I don't think anyone else knew what that play was. I know, right? <laughs> I had Crazy no idea until we did it.
1: Yeah, no, I had never heard of it. It was fun, though. I, if anyone knows the play, uh, Bailey played a cop. I did. And I played Mr. Witherspoon. <laughs> I had a mustache and everything. It was very fun. Yeah, everyone in the anyway,
0: thought I was a butch lesbian i mean you pretty much were because <laughs> i was there very female presenting still talking about my wife so yeah yeah they could have just changed the lines but no could have changed the lines or we could have been allowed to do more masculine makeup but i don't yeah, think that we was were weird. allowed to because drag equals gay <laughs> something like i think at one point we like tested like a beard and stuff and the director was like no I hate it. <laughs> yeah,
1: so. I don't know, but the other girl was allowed to do a beard. She was like masculine presenting. I know. She did a, a whole stippled beard and everything. I guess it was just you. You're not allowed to be a man. I guess. Anyway, Minnesota. Uh, so the name Minnesota comes from the Dakota natives, uh, meaning sky tinted waters, or I've seen it in other ways as well sky blue waters or mud tinted waters. Well. So th- those don't correlate to me. I'm not sure if the waters are sky blue or gross. I, I'm not really finding, I don't know.
0: Well, okay. So,
1: so yeah. Um, water skiing was invented in Minnesota in 1922. Okay. So that's fun. Um, Minnesota produces more turkeys each year than there are people in California.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: That's a lot. <laughs> Which is the funnest fact on this whole fucking list, dude. <laughs> Um, yeah. Bob Dylan, Judy Garland, and Prince were all from Minnesota. So that's a crazy amount of like famous people. I mean, there's more than that, but those are like some very specific famous people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Minnesota is also famous for being the home of the Mall of America, which is the largest shopping mall oh, in the United States. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my most favorite fun fact of all, uh, Minnesota is the home of Target. I love target. <laughs> I don't love capitalism or corporations. Uh, but if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna stand one corporation for just the fact that I, I just like, cause I like to go there, it's gonna be target.
0: <laughs> My local one is like redoing its entire store right now and I'm mad.
1: Ooh. Yeah. I've seen some really fun targets. Like I recently received, cause there's something about the corporation and how they have like land based building or something like that. it's something very weird that i don't know the name of but essentially they can change the design of the outside of the target at will like walmart can't walmart has to look the same everywhere you go but target um. can change it so they have like a, a log cabin looking ass target in i don't remember where i think it's in minnesota honestly
2: hmm.
1: but yeah cool shit. anyway that's all the facts
0: cool yeah <laughs> Uh, My cryptid may have, when was the Mall of America founded?
1: That's a really good question. Uh, Is it in my fact? It should have been in my facts. It's not in my facts. Hold on. Okay, Google. (laughs) (laughs) When was the Mall of America established, founded, whatever the hell.
0: Going, yeah, it
1: was August 11th, 1992. If you didn't hear,
0: 92, okay, so no, my crypto does not visit the, the Mall of America. America. Oh. It did, however, visit several other malls. Oh, that's fun so, for it. We're gonna get into the story. Um, this is called the uh, Minnesota Iceman, aka the story we really don't have time to cover in its entirety.
1: Oh my god, I heard of this one, yeah.
0: Okay, so it's it's uh, we're just gonna dive right in because, like I said, it's a lot. Yeah, and yeah, this is the yeah. condensed version. Good. <laughs> so it's 1968, and we're not in Minnesota. We're actually in Chicago. Um, oh, that's different. When aspiring naturalist and University of Minnesota um, Minnesota student for zoology Terry Cullen sees it, a strange oh my God, specimen. a Cullen <laughs> almost. <laughs> A strange specimen frozen in ice on display at the International Livestock Exposition. Its name, the Siberian creature, or the Siberian creature, is a translation. Mm-hmm. Um, it appears to be the complete and strangely well preserved corpse of some sort of hominid. So, Cullen is enraptured by it and brings it up to his buddies, but they're not really his buddies, but I'm going to call them his buddies. Um, Well-known cryptozoologist, doctors Ivan Sanderson and Bernard um, Holmans. He is um, Belgian or German, one of the two. So I'm not quite sure how to actually pronounce Bernard's last name. It's Bernard. Yeah, <laughs> um, Just um, bro I mostly Bernard. reference them as Ivan and Bernard. So good. Um, I didn't have enough time to do like a full background check on these two, <laughs> but know that they are nicknamed the Godfather of, like, modern cryptozoology. Fun. They both have their degrees in zoology and have taken a special interest in, like, specifically cryptozoology. Bailey,
1: you say so. that they have their degrees. <laughs> and, in zoology. and my brain said their degrees in cryptozoology?
0: <laughs> no, it's in zoology. In
1: actual zoology, which makes sense. But I was really hoping that there was a degree in cryptozoology that I could find out there and get. Like, a legitimate one, uh, and not one that I have to, like... Pay for and it doesn't give me an actual degree at the end. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I don't think so. I think I'm pretty sure it's both, it. of they have, both of them have degrees in zoology. Um,
1: Bailey, we could be Ivan and Bernard. I'm just saying <laughs> we can go to school and get our zoology
2: degrees
0: real quick. So, ever the curious individuals they are, they actually end up reaching out to the person in charge of the display. They is in Ivan and Bernard. Um, yes. Reach out to one ex-air force pilot, Frank Hansen from Rolling Stone, Minnesota. Okay. Frank says, sure, come on out to my farm. I'll let you take a look at it. So, mid-December, there are a, there are three long days of observations, photos, and notes that the cryptozoologists um, come to their conclusions off of, um, and they decide that after these three days, um, that the Iceman, in this ice, obviously... Um, were in fact a genuine... <laughs> the Iceman who is in the ice, <laughs> like
1: the Iceman would be in the ice, you know?
0: <laughs> they decide that it is in fact a genuine creature frozen in the ice. An mm, unknown genuine. and previously unidentified creature specifically. They say it is the missing link between Neanderthals and humans. Oh, that's a big deal. They call this new specimen a um, homopongoid. Meaning, ape like man, and nicknamed it Bozo. <laughs> Unfortunately.
1: Oh, Bozo the Iceman. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so I know I'm going to bounce around for a second before getting into their thing find- like more into their findings, um, because I want to jump back and talk about Frank for a second. Specifically, um, how Frank claims he has come into possession of this Iceman. Um, like, because his story changes a lot. Um,
1: Frank doesn't seem like a reliable man.
0: Uh, not really. Um, but he does a lot of doubling back and we'll get to that later on. But first, um, we need to talk about before Cullen, um, and everything. Um, So, Cullen sees it in Chicago, 1968. He pays 25 cents to go (laughs) in and view it. Um, And Frank had actually been touring the Iceman around for this 25 cents um, in the fair and carnival circuit since 1967. So, it's
1: been about a year. That's just like whenever what the fuck his face was uh, made people pay a quarter to see the go-row. The quote, (laughs) go-row. And then like you know went in the back disheveled his clothes and was like oh no escaped
0: (laughs) so first yeah no i mean this is i mean there's something physical to look at here so at least yeah at least there's that (laughs) money's worth there's my mic god i'm a mess okay so first he claims that the specimen has been had been found floating in a block of ice off the coast of Siberia aka, that's mm-hmm. what, hence the name um, found off the coast of Siberia by a Russian seal hunter and then he says, no, 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 no it was actually found by a Japanese whaling ship off the coast that's of Japan or different. China Okay, um, and then he's then he like, wait, wait, no, actually, actually, actually um, it was found in a deep freeze facility in Hong Kong oh Yeah, sorry, I just forgot. (laughs) Even later still, and a few more origins in between, the most popular theory um, was that it was, quote, collected in Vietnam and flown to the United States via body bag.
1: Oh, okay. Remember, this is in the time
0: of the Vietnam War, and Frank himself Mm. would have been stationed in this area.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, so why do we have to jump around to all
0: those other places first? <laughs> I'm not sure why he keeps changing. I mean, I have <laughs> and then, um, Most of these theories, though, suggest that the specimen has been frozen for quite a while. Okay. Now, now that we haven't been totally made aware of his origin, let's get back to what Bozo is or was, or at least what Bernard and Ivan took note of during their three-day stay in Minnesota. Um, So you can find plenty of illustrations and a few photos of the Iceman if you go, like, look it up. Um, But a lot of the details, like, in the photos and drawings are hard to make out. What's pretty clear, though, is the position of its body. Um, So one of its arms is positioned, like, crooked over his head um, with the wrist torn even more oddly. So it's, like, almost pointed Mm -hmm. down Um, because it's a clear break I believe this is the wound of which you can actually see either parts of the radius or ulna sticking out. Oh, ew. Yeah,
1: you're right. I'm looking at a picture now. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, the other arm is splayed like across his stomach. One of his legs is out straight while the other is like tucked in with the knee at another odd angle, probably broken. Um, so that's its position. It's kind of in a weird, odd... It's, it's weird. I don't know why it was frozen like that. Yeah. Uh, its body was that of a, quote, robust barrel-chested male with a thick neck and large hands and feet.
1: Yeah. Uh, side note, I have now found an Etsy shop that sells Minnesota Iceman figurines. <laughs> and I will be purchasing all of them. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um.
0: His chest was large, and the abdomen and chest, like, kind of merged together, so basically that means he didn't have an hourglass figure.
1: (sighs) Like all of us, right? All of us in our hourglass figures.
0: His um, abdomen doesn't, like, curve in and then flare out at the hips. It's all kind of, like, big and round. He's kind of
1: Dorito-shaped. Yeah,
0: yeah. A little bit Dorito-y. He was almost entirely covered in hair save for most of the face and the palms and the bottoms of his feet and it's like long hair too and some areas it's believed to grow it is believed to have grown up to like six inches in length Huh. which is long for body hair
1: yeah for like like leg hair
0: <laughs> yeah can you imagine Ooh. Um, so the hair on his face were that of eyebrows he had prominent eyebrow ridges which is noted um, eyelashes, and then a bit on the cheeks that someone describes as that of, like, cat whiskers almost. Huh. Um, and then he had some sick-ass sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for him. Oh, the style. His face was broad and flattened, with his nose being quite intriguing. Um, so it was wide and flat like an apes, but upturned at the end, exposing the nostrils. Um, his mouth was flat, he had no lips, but I think in this, um, study his mouth was parted and a few teeth could be, like, seen through, um, but from what they could see, it wasn't that of an underbite like most apes have. I couldn't tell. Um. (coughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I think I was saying, um, that it wasn't that of an underbite that most apes have. Um, his hands also drew a lot of interest because of their, like, size, mostly, because they were huge. He had very, very big hands. You know what big hands mean, baby? Feet, actually. (laughs) Yeah, but he has big hands, so. And I think, I don't have it in my notes, I don't think it's accurate for him. Oh. Poor guy. Um, so, very big hands, his thumbs were slender and tapered Hmm. Um, his nails were thick flat yellow and almost manicured in appearance huh it was also noted that there was a heel pad presence present on his palms to suggest that this creature was a habitual quadruped
1: oh see i didn't expect that i didn't either like looking looking at the ice guy, like the guy in the ice, seems like he'd 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 be bipedal.
0: Yeah, no. His palms suggest that he was a quadruped. He also wasn't as well preserved as most claimed him to be. Apparently at one point during the examination, the so there's glass actually covering the ice. Oh, um, the glass cracked, and the men studying Bozo could see where a bit of ice had melted away from one of Bozo's toes, and from that area, and then there, then through the broken glass, there was a foul odor one could only claim to be that of decomposing flesh. That makes sense. It does make sense. It's I, also noted... Know, he's
1: been in the ice for God knows
0: how long. <laughs> um, it's also noted that the specimen um was in fact not encased in ice naturally but the ice around him was like placed there artificially so it wasn't that his body was like sunk into the ocean and froze around him um he was intentionally placed in ice water to be frozen
1: okay so that's the most baffling thing you've told me thus far
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um there were, like, specific bubbles in the ice that made it, like, um, basically give the appearance of an ice cube, which frozen- fr- freezes on the interior and then expands outwards. Yeah. So that's basically what it was. It was, like, super faded and then, like, a clear layer on the outside suggests that he was the center of the freeze, and then it went outwards. Interesting. But how um, had they- But, ha- but how- <laughs> So because of this, there is no way this is an ancient creature that's been frozen for, like, thousands of years. But we already kind of knew that. Ice, while able to slow down decomposition, does not fully stop it. So this Iceman, while still decomposing, was not near in a bad enough state for him to have been frozen for the amount of time that Frank may have originally suggested.
1: Would that change for... Um, permafrost
0: i have no idea or would that just
1: be like a fossilization situation and not like you know full full ape body
0: uh, i have no idea i'm just relaying what i heard and what i read
1: listen i'm thinking a uh, um, like, la ice age the movie with when they're walking through the little cave thing and they're like fully formed creatures in the ice i'm thinking like that <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't think so.
1: Okay. <laughs> it, An animated film. Shit, that's not. Um, May I continue?
0: <laughs> also, if he was found in the way, like, in the water, either by Russia or Japan, the ice actually would have already melted. There's no way he would still be frozen oh, yeah. if he was, like, found in the water. The deep freeze, maybe. Yeah. But if he was, like, fished out, there was no way. The ice would have already melted. Um, and there's one last feature of Bozos that I haven't mentioned because to me, this is the real kicker. Any guesses uh, of what I haven't mentioned?
1: What you haven't mentioned? Brain. His eyes. Oh, I not I was close. About his eyes.
0: <laughs> That's Nero's <His> eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Work are what his eyes are rather lack of eyes. What?
1: So Homie doesn't have any one eyes? Eye
0: was, one eye was missing completely. Oh. Empty socket, no eyeball. Okay. The other eye dangled from the socket.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Yummy.
0: This is because if you turn Bozo around... You might just be able to spot the gunshot wound to the back of his head. The fucking what, Bailey? The gunshot wound to the back of his head. All right. So this is why he doesn't have eyeballs, is because the force of the like bullet or the gunshot would have depending on how he was hit, forced eye out of one socket like basically forcing the eyes out of both sockets one gone completely the other like dangling because of the force now how pray tell did this ancient man earn a gunshot wound to the back of his head
1: that's a really fantastic question question i'm
0: asking so that's the question i'm asking that's one of the questions ivan and bernard are asking so then they ask hey frank This is such a cool and totally real thing that you've got here. What do you want to buy him off of you in the name of science? (laughs) You really want to do more studies on him.
2: In the name of science, how much?
0: (laughs) Frank's response is, haha, yeah, about that. I don't actually own him. Someone else I'm not going to name names um, owns him, so you have to talk to him or I'll have to talk to him and I'll get back to you.
1: Frank, what?
0: <laughs> they say, what about $50,000? you are literally only charging $0.25 cents per viewing. Surely 50000 will be enough to take him off your hands? Actually, I just spoke with the unnamed person who owns him and he says that no amount of money will work because he does not wish to sell.
1: I think Um, Frank's using this unknown person as a cover-up. He's, like, non-confrontational, and he's like, yeah, the guy who, like, actually owns them (laughs) says no, so no.
0: (laughs) Um, Of course, Bernard and Ivan are disappointed, but that's fine. They leave and publish their findings, because that's what any good zoologist does. From there... Um, Their findings gain the attention of not only the Smithsonian and other science authorities, but also the attention of the FBI. The what? Because if this is true, the FBI, because if this is true, Frank has been carting a literal corpse around the country for over a year.
1: You know, that's true. (laughs)
0: Um... So, now that he has media and possibly authorities on his case, Frank decides it's time to backtrack. He's now claiming that the Iceman is just one big, big hoax. and You are all fools to actually believe him. Um, <laughs> during this, he actually invited John Napier, a, a, a primatologist at the Smithsonian, to come and study the Iceman. And Napier agrees, that with, um, agrees with Frank that the Iceman is clearly just a latex model. But of course, it couldn't all just be a hoax, right? He's now saying that the model that he has been traveling with is just that, a model. But there is, in fact, a real Iceman. And it was genuine. He just didn't want to travel with that one. Bailey, if you could see my face right now. (laughs) Um, To which that may possibly be true. Um, Bozo or the Iceman was photographed several times over the years and in some photos his face is varied usually in the mouth um, how open or closed it is and the teeth that can be seen Um, Bernard, though, has seen it several times since then and claims that no matter what the mouth looks like or any alteration in the posing of the body, there are unmistakable and hard to replicate variations in the patterns and skin of Bozo, making Bernard think that Frank has been thawing and repositioning him, maybe intentionally to throw some people off or just natural in the movement as he is thawed and refrozen between carnival circuits. Ew. So yeah ew!
1: Gross. all I can think of is this decomposing ape man in the back of this guy's truck <laughs> like
0: it, it's it's gross it's it's ew. Ew. <laughs> Frank um, so so generally, by like nineteen seventy or so, everyone believed it was a hoax, and Frank was able to continue to travel with his iceman and charge people their twenty five cents. Um, but not without a few more stories um, involving Frank and his supposed hoax. Um, so, like, at one point, he, I think, traveled out of the country to show him off. And when he was trying to get back into the country, they didn't want to let him travel with what they believed to be a corpse. He says, no, it's it's not real. Don't worry. And they say, okay, let us test it so we can know for sure. And Frank says, hell no. You'll ruin our specimen. That's so suspicious, um, Frank. Say, it is so, so it's, it's i can't even say that word right now um there's a lot of s's suspicious <laughs> suspicious anyway they say like not not even from the back like what if it's not real like what's the problem um long story even shorter because this like this is an ordeal um frank makes some phone calls and is let back into the country without bozo being tested
1: Phone calls to
0: him. Um, so Mike has some friends. At one point, I think he calls like the senator for Minnesota, one of the <laughs> Minnesota senators. But I, I think there were some other phone calls made too. But I no matter what, he has some friends. Places. <laughs> He's got friends in high places. That's true. <laughs> Um, And then in 1970, I don't really know what the prompting was for this. Frank um, actually wrote in, um, I don't remember what he wrote, I don't remember what magazine or journal or whatever he wrote into, but basically he writes his own article um, and he calls it, um, I killed the eight man creature of a white face. Now we don't have time to unpack all of this. Okay. Um, no, literally, if I read this thing straight, it would take like forty minutes or so. Holy shit! Um, so I'm gonna do the best summary that I can while still giving you like some of the details. Um, so, so this is his story that he's sticking with now of how he, of how he got this ice man. He's already he's made up all these stories before. And he's like, okay, this is the real story. Well, he's written I'm this one down. i giving now. you my truth. so He wrote this one this down, and it's, long, and it's long-winded, and this is what he has to say. Um, so Whiteface is actually a hunting area. I believe it's just outside of Duluth, um, Minnesota. Um, at the time of this story, Frank was still in the Air Force. He says about five years away from his retirement. Um, it was deer hunting season, and he and a few of his Air Force buddies were out hunting, obviously. Um, he says he sees a deer, he shoots at it, but before he can properly hit the deer, it takes off. So I think it, well, the first shot hits, but it's not a killing shot. Um, so she's already injured, so he follows the blood. He's trucking through. He keeps calling it a swamp, but I'm not sure how swampy it actually is. I don't know, are there swamps in Minnesota? I feel like it's too far north for that new feel swamps, like- but that's just
1: I don't know. Sw- what is I the sh- definition of a swamp? Hold on.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's hot and muggy. It's there probably should. not. It's probably like how much water is there.
1: I'm thinking it's like the, the standing, like stagnant water. Yeah. Definition of swamp. Uh, overwhelm or flood with water. An area of low-lying, uncultivated ground where water collects. A bog. Mm. So yeah. It just has to do with standing water, essentially. Uncultivated ground.
0: I still don't really know if it's a swamp. But that's what he keeps saying, though, so whatever. Um, he's following the deer for a while um, before he thinks, okay, it's not worth it. I'm going to turn around. He's kind of lost at this point. He doesn't have any way to like backtrack, really. Um, it's not worth this deer anymore. But just as he's ready to turn around, he says he hears a gurgling sound. He turns and freezes in horror as there were three, quote, things Tearing out and eating the deer's insides, um, with human-like hands, he says. Okay, um, one of the creatures, one of the creatures spots him and begins to leap forward. He says he does not fully recall grabbing his rifle and shooting, but that must be what happens twice, as when he comes to the creature that came towards him was lying face down in his own blood, and the other two had vanished. I
1: don't really remember if I shot it, but I guess I did.
0: I guess I did twice, because if it came at him and he shot it, there's no way for it to be, like, face down. And the yeah. way that it, it, like... He, it yeah, because if, if it's, like,
1: rawr, you know, coming at you yeah.
0: um, So he actually just, like, stumbles away from it. um, And, like, is lost for a little bit. He says he, uh, like, fires, like, three shots out that all hunters would recognize as like a call for help but uh, he stumbles around for a bit comes across a group of hunters who reunite him with his own hunting party and he says nothing of his encounter because like you mentioned earlier he was only five years from retirement and didn't want anything anything to jeopardize his retirement um, so he's five years from 20 years with the Air Force yeah so he doesn't want to be, like, let go on, like, a medical discharge or anything. He wants to, like, mm. fully do his time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a few months go by. He's still in Duluth. Um, but it's, it's winter now. So what he's been waiting for finally happens. There in Whiteface is five inches of fresh snow. So now he can enter the swamp and now be able to find his way out via his own tracks. So back to the woods he goes. This time, he stumbles around for a bit, but he says he literally trips over the body he shot last time he was there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, of course, now he can get a closer look at it, and he panics because the face of this creature is almost human, and its hands definitely are. And he really doesn't want to be charged for murder. That's what you're worried about right now, Frank. Yeah, that's what he's that's what he's worried about. Um, so he d- drags the corpse back to his truck and brings it home to his now furious wife. He
1: does what any good American would do and hides the body.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's like, "What do I do? What, do? what do we do?" And he was like, "Well, we just bought this meat freezer. We could empty out all the meat and put him in there." And his wife was like, "No, we just bought that meat." And he was like. My ability to stay in the military is worth more than that meat. So we're getting rid of the meat.
1: I'm gonna be honest. If I were his wife, I would say, uh, what are we gonna do? No, no, no.
0: What are you gonna do? Here's the divorce papers. I'm leaving. Um well, it's the 19 like seventies, so I don't know if she can really do that right now. Valid. Um so that's what they do. They place it in the deep freeze and Frank is panicking on what to do next. Mostly still worried about that murder charge as he learns there is a, there is no statute of limitations on murder in Minnesota. Yeah. As there shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's not like he can just like keep it and then like
1: get rid of it. For after like you know the ten year statute of
0: limitations, and yeah. then just like dump it
1: in the river or whatever.
0: <laughs> they froze it in fear of burying it would be like too suspicious or like wouldn't work. Um, I think it's more suspicious to have a body in your deep freezer. <laughs> I think so too, but they keep this thing for several years. <laughs> Did um, they get another deep freeze? I have to know where they put I- the meat. They probably got another one. I actually have no idea. Um, Because now it's like at least five years later because he is retired um, and at some point um, at some point in those five years he's like done his research and he says, I know exactly what is in my basement right now. And it's a Yeti. You know what? Yeah. Possibly. That's probably the smartest thing that he has come conclusion to at this point.
1: Honestly, after all that Frank has done Yeti
0: is probably yeah the best option that he could have landed on. Um I, so five years later, I don't really know the full story because I'm trying to like skim here. Um he like visits with a showman who's interested in some um some John Deere tractor that he has, <laughs> and they're talking about sideshows and like how to make money off of them. And Frank is like, What if I got like a really good model? of a humanoid. Do you think I could make money off of that? <laughs> and the show, like, the showman is like, I mean, it had to be, like, a really good, like, model, and, like, where would you get something like that? And Frank is like, I might have an idea. Oh my god, Frank. <laughs> and so, um, he claims that he did create a model. He goes on almost like, long tangent of how he, like, visited Hollywood and makeup artist artists in, in Hollywood. And, like, um, he really was showing a model around. But um I'm gonna go
1: out on a limb here and say <laughs> it wasn't a model, Daily.
0: <laughs> it was a model. Um
1: also, like any good American, capitalize on it is what Frank said. Yeah. Frank said, you know, yeah. I've got this body in my deep freeze. i have got time to make some money. Cash money so boys. He
0: says he creates a model and that basically catches you up to what I've already told you about the studies done and the action of Frank thereafter. <laughs> Sure. Um, so finally, because I'm really running out of time, not really running out of time, but I've been pretty long-winded, um, whether real or not, the supposed original genuine specimen has been lost to the world.
1: Of course it has.
0: <laughs> but in 2013, a suspiciously very good recreation of the Iceman um, was posted on eBay and bought by Steve Busty, or Busty, um, and is currently being displayed at his Museum of the Weird in Austin, Texas. Bailey, road trip. <laughs> I Austin want to is not terribly X-Men. far. Austin is, on, and
1: honestly, I don't love, sorry Texans, I don't love the state of Texas, maybe it's because I grew up in Arkansas, but I don't love the state of Texas. Uh, but Austin specifically, they cool as fuck. Hang- I- I- I'll hang with Austin. Austin and I can be friends
0: yeah he, they say the whoever sold it on ebay says it was just a model uh, yeah sure that's not the real. that's not the real one but um you know we'd have to go look and uh make we'll let you guys know um like i said at the beginning this is a very condensed version of this story There is honestly so much more we could like cover like um the fact that similar skeletons and bodies have been found in like mongolia oh. that could point to there have actually have been a like species of homo of homo living in asia but i've literally oh, talked shit. for so long um so we won't get into it
1: <laughs> you'll have to figure that out on your own haha
0: yeah so it may could have possibly been real like i i
1: yeah the ice man is brad as hell
0: Okay. Frank?
1: Frank's a fucking Chad, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Frank, I think, died in 2004, so we can't question him anymore.
1: I would love... Honestly, if anyone ever asked me that question again, you know that question where they're like, if you could have dinner with one famous person or, like, one person who's died or whatever, (laughs) I'm going to
0: say I would like to talk to Frank. (laughs) Frank? I just want to pick his brain. Like, What? (laughs) What? and now i mean he's dead
1: now so if i could just like if i could perform a seance with frank he, he has nothing to hide you know like he Not can't now. be arrested for murder he can't get kicked out of the military you're dead so like just let me know what like what <laughs> what was going he on he'll be charged
0: for it but he can't go to prison
1: well yeah because he's dead he's dead they can be like we found the guy haha but like what are they gonna do to the to the
0: spirit yeah. There may possibly be a real life Yeti hanging out in Austin right now.
1: An actual real life yeti in Austin, Texas. Everybody go. <laughs> we'll meet you there. <laughs> uh, that shit's crazy. Wow. So yeah. Well, yours is based That's on a medicine, lot of facts. <laughs> yeah, yours yours is based on lots and lots of facts. Mine is based on lots of bullshit and I'm ready to get into it. <laughs> let's go for it. Okay. Travelers. Let's buckle in. Uh, because for this cryptid, we're gonna go back to my absolute favorite book. Oh wait, did did I say cryptid, Bailey? And uh, maybe I should have said fearsome critter of the lumberwoods, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy Cox back at it again with another banger.
0: Uh, <laughs> so for I those like before we get into it, um, if you like really want to dive deep into um, the Minnesota Iceman, there is Bernard pu- uh, published a book. <gasps> Bernard. Um I think he calls it like Neanderthal the Strange Story of some it's like a longer title. Um and it was he wrote it in Belgian or German. Like I said, I don't quite remember which one he is. Um but um it was only like within the past twenty or thirty years that it was translated into English, and there is a forward or introduction by Lauren Coleman. <gasps> no way.
1: Yeah. Uh. Love a good Lauren Coleman. <laughs> Iconic. Love them. Bernard I'm and Lauren. Sorry to
0: interrupt. But don't no,
1: interrupt. you're good. That's very interesting. I'm Honestly, I might look into it more. <laughs> uh, so, back to Daddy Cox. Uh, for those of you who are just tuning into this podcast on this nice Minnesota episode, uh, allow me to explain. Also, why why are you just jumping in at Minnesota? You should go back and listen to the other ones. They're That's
0: probably from Minnesota. Weird. So, how are You're
1: Minnesotans, you're fucking weird. Go and listen to the other ones. Minnesota. Anyway, if they were listening, if they're Minnesotans who were listening before Bailey, I they probably clicked off the first time we did a Minnesotan accent. <laughs> Sorry, I won't attempt to do it on any other words other than the word Minnesota. It's okay. only
0: Minnesota. I can only do it on Minnesota. I can't do it anywhere else. I won't even. I try. kind of did it at the beginning of that sentence, but I can really only do it. Minnesota it's
1: it's very good the word Minnesota really leans toward it you know it is,
0: it's very good for it
1: uh but yeah so fearsome critters it's actually a term to describe any mythological or folkloric creatures from early lumberjack tales that were said to inhabit the wilderness of North America uh, some people argue that they aren't the same as cryptids but to those people I say mind your business. Anyway. <laughs> Fearsome critters were an integral part of oral tradition in North America lumber camps during the turn of the 20th century, and this tradition continues even today. There is a book listing all of these critters that we reference often on the podcast, and it has quickly Mm -hmm. become one of my favorites. It is called Fearsome Critters of the Lumberwoods with a Few Mountain and Desert Beasts by the one, the only, William T. Cox. Okay. He was actually very knowledgeable on Minnesota, specifically because he, as I have mentioned in the previous episode, I do not remember which one, uh, but I mentioned it before, that he served as Minnesota's first state forester. So that's Mm. very, uh, uh, I have in parentheses here, and I said, very slay of him is what I would say if I was cringy, (laughs) (laughs) And I decided to say it anyway because it was fun. So now that we've gotten over all that, I will begin with a tale. Uh, I feel like it's been a while since I've... Weave together a little story for our travelers. So I feel like it's time to get back to my roots. Okay. <laughs> so, Lumberjack Bailey. It's been a while. <laughs> Imagine with me for a moment.
0: What was it la- Maine? I think Maine was the last one with the agripulture.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think, And I think that might have been when I talked about.
0: No, it wasn't Maine. What
1: was no. That? Was yeah. it? Yeah. Fuck. I don't Ma- think it was Maine. Ma- Massachusetts. No. Massachusetts sounds right. Sounds more right than Maine. It was an M one for sure. Massachusetts might have been right. I'll figure it out. Uh, What's the alphabet here? I don't remember. I do not remember the alphabet daily. What do you mean? (laughs) So imagine with me for a moment. It's Minnesota in January. Snow covers the ground like a thick layer of shaving cream on my legs when the weather gets above (laughs) sixty. Very, very, very relevant to <laughs> the weather currently.
2: <laughs> you're heading out of
1: the woods after a long day of tree cutting. The sun is just setting. You didn't realize how late it had gotten. But you know way mm-hmm. around the, the measly woods, right, Bailey? I mean, you've heard the warnings about these parts, obviously, but you're not going to let that scare you. So you start on the long trek back to the logging camp where your log bros are waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> You walk for about 30 minutes, looking at the ground to stay diligent of tripping hazards or sinkholes, sure that you know which way to head. But when you look up and really survey your surroundings, you realize that not only has the sun fully set, but your confidence on where to go has faltered. Mm -hmm. You look up at the thousands of snow-crested branches. Maybe if you follow the stars? You take a couple of steps forward while you look toward the sky, then back down at your feet as the snow layers begin to get well above your knees, which is not hard because you're short. now eyes back up to the sky step step one too many steps and that's the last we ever hear of lumberjack bailey (laughs) maybe if you had left a little earlier maybe if you hadn't gotten lost or maybe if you had watched your step a little bit closer maybe then you wouldn't have fallen down that sinkhole maybe then you wouldn't have fallen victim to the snow wassit the Snow Wasset is what we're talking about. <laughs> that story is wildly irrelevant for the actual lore of this creature. <laughs> but it was fun, so I did it. Uh, so yeah, we're covering the Snow Wasset. Uh, I've heard it said Snow Wasset. I read it as Snow Wasset.
0: I think I when you sent me that photo, I saw it. I was like, your screen earlier, I saw it on the bottom. I think I read it as Watset. So I might
1: just like switch it up on how I say it, because it, it really doesn't matter. Uh, so it's scientific name. If you don't know William Cox, then you don't know that he has a scientific name for all of the fearsome critters in the book. And they are
0: a trick. Oh, he looks like a Pokemon. Yes. Yes, he does.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into the look, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> so the scientific name is Mustelinopsis subtivorax. Uh, its scientific name is deriving the first half from Mustelinae, which is a subfamily of mustelinidae which includes creatures like weasels, ferrets, and minks. The yeah. suffix "opsis" is used to mean in likeness of. Uh, the second half of the name combining subito meaning suddenly or immediately in Latin and "vorax" meaning in the closest translation, voracious. Uh, so in total, weasel-like suddenly voracious is its scientific name <laughs> it is a fearsome critter often found in southern canada but also frequently references making uh the north of the state of minnesota its home it's actually said to be a migratory little guy so its winters are typically spent in the northern continental u.s around heavily forested areas of the great lakes and its summers in canada it is also a creature that hibernates so it is only active in its colder months and it hibernates during the warmest weather. But we'll talk more about that in a moment.
2: Mm.
1: So let's talk about the look. But to do that, we need to talk about specifically the summer look.
0: Oh, the so, summer look is yes,
1: different? Yes, it's different. So I have written here, hot wasset summer. <laughs> <laughs> in the summer, the snow wasset is short. It has green fur. It has small, rudimentary, but functional leg-like appendages. uh, And it is very weasel-slash-ferret-like in appearance. So in the summer, you're looking at pretty much just a weasel with green fur and weird little legs. (laughs) So yeah, Uh, on its summer to-do list, it crawls around on its weird legs to remain in the shade. And it curls up in the cranberry marshes to sleep. Ah, really cute, right? It's so cute. But it might not be after the first snowstorm of the season hits Bailey. (laughs) So now we'll get into its winter look. So in the winter, it sheds its strange little leg things. So no more legs. (laughs) Uh, Its fur changes to a snowy, pure white color to blend in. And it still has its weasel head, but it's now on, like, a snaky body?
0: Yeah. So it's like a weasel snake. He's been cursed by God after he enticed...
1: The Eve, yes. Eve the apple. <laughs> Absolutely, he has.
0: <laughs>
1: Correct. So, <clears throat> oh my god, I'm dying. Uh, but that is that is not all, folks. So the Snow Wossett then begins its trek south for its active season. So... It sheds its little leggies first, and then it has its white fur. And then it's like, ooh, the snow. So, because, you know, up there, it's nice and cold. It's got lots of snow. So even though it's it's gone north for the winter, nope, the summer. It's hibernating in the summer, going north in Canada for the summer. It's still cold, obviously. <laughs> so there's still snow. Yeah. So once the snow has covered the ground nice and thick, it travels only by burrowing in the packed snow that covers the land around it. As it Mm. does this, its body begins to stretch, and it gains incredible skill. So first, it gains speed, okay? And as it goes, it pops out of the snow and grabs small creatures, like rabbits, mice, small birds. But it's kind of like a level-up situation. So as it goes, it grabs, like, bigger and bigger things, and it gets bigger and bigger as it gains speed, skill, and length. So... Yeah, so its favorite foods are possums, skunks, badgers, and stuff like that. But if it's hungry enough, it will eat just about anything. Me too. Except Which, not. mood. <laughs> so, this is a good time to talk about the Snow Wasset's temperament. They so are... Like angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they are known to have the anger and attitude of a wolverine but are described as being almost 40 times the size of a normal Wolverine, uh, because a full-grown wasset is nearly 140 feet long. Oh! And they are 40 times as active as a Wolverine.
0: So. <laughs> you know what's really fun? Yeah. I don't really know what a Wolverine is. gonna I be honest. Do, but I don't.
1: Uh, yeah, is it just like a big wolf? Is it just like a wolf? Hold on.
0: no, wolf. no, 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 no. It's definitely not.
1: It's not, but it... it...
0: I I didn't mean Wolverine as in Logan. I meant the you know, animal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a badger-like type creature. It's not wolf-like at all. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. It's a muscular carnivore and a solitary animal. The Wolverine has a reputation of ferocity and strength out of proportion to its size. National Geographic. They're kind of cute. Like a small bear. It does kind of look like a little bear. I kind of forgot that's what a wolverine is. Like, I knew that. But when (laughs) I read the word wolverine, I'm like, a wolf! Wolf! (laughs) Which is not at all. No, not even close. Uh, But yeah, so it's like that. But very, very big. Uh, So as such, being 40 times as active and 40 times as big, they need to eat a lot more than one of the measly little wolverines. Yeah. So if, you know... A wandering miner or lumberjack or just really anyone happens to stumble onto a portion of snow that the snow asset has burrowed into. Well, Bailey, it's snack time. Okay, it's time to take a little snack. So yeah, uh, a segment from the Lumberwoods book because this is the best way to explain it. it so it's it's talking about the the only really um, encounter that people have actually had with the creature. Uh, And again, they use the word Indian incorrectly here. William (sighs) Cox, sorry. Uh, So yeah, so I'm going to do direct quote. So the only specimen of this beast ever examined by white men was an imperfect one on James Bay, where a party of surveyors found an Indian in particular in a peculiar canoe, which upon examination was shown to be made from wasset hide, greatly stretched. Uh, there being no leg holes in the white winter pelt, it is peculiarly adapted to the making of shapely one-man canoes, which are said to be used as also sleds by the Indians. A whole battery of dead falls are believed to be used in trapping a wasset, since it's impossible to tell in what direction the animal's body may extend. The trigger is also set that a dozen logs fall from all sides toward the bait, pinning the animal under the snow wherever he may be. End quote. So yeah. So that's, like, the one instance of it is that they found that natives had figured out a way of cultivating wassets, apparently, which honestly isn't surprising to me. If, like, wassets are real, the fact that natives, like, know how to trap them and use them. Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) They were resourceful as hell. So, yeah, I get it. Um, But, yeah, and also that interesting little tidbit about the trapping function Um, that is really the only way that a snow wusset can be stopped is by using that very particular trap which is essentially more or less trees set up in such a way where they're all like lasseted situation like a lasset situation and then they like and you know trap it because you never really know where homie's going because he's always under the snow Mm. so yeah Uh, lumberjacks often blame the snow wassit as a reason for many fellow woodsmen going missing in the winter woods Uh, when bodies of those missing were found beneath large snow drifts it was probably because the snow wassit was pulling its human victim down letting them freeze to death and then storing their body for later so yeah uh Mm -hmm. oftentimes large holes or depressions would be found in the upper level of snow which signified that a snow wassit had recently been in the area and made a meal of an unfortunate victim above the only way for lumberjacks to stop and kill a snow asset was for them to trap as explained before so yeah so really any any snow related death in the lumberwoods is typically blamed a snow asset okay so yeah now that we've gotten through all that lore, uh as many lumberjack legends you may be able to tell that this creature was likely created as a warning to the lumberjacks to be aware of their surroundings This one in particular, warning them to watch their step due to to depressions in the snow. And these are particularly dangerous because, like, sometimes it's just, like, you know, a hole in the ground and you fall into the snow. And oopsies, that was scary. Sometimes, though, you know what else is in the ground? Critters. So there are rabbit burrows, which are, uh, they can get pretty damn deep. And that, you can get trapped in there. That's kind of scary. Uh, there are also snake holes. They can get you, especially the venomous ones. Or yeah. even, fun fact, bear homes. Yeah. Homes of bears. Because if you're going, like, especially if you're like scaling a mountain of any sort in the snow, you could very easily fall into a situation where there are hibernating bears in a cave. Uh, so a lot of the things that have been blamed on snow assets people use so like people go in the woods and die obviously because that happens all the time and then people blame it on snow assets and then the explanation for that later is actually they probably just fell into a bear cave woke the hibernating bear and of course if you're a bear and you're taking your your long winter's nap and some asshole falls into your home i you know i would kill him too (laughs) so yeah that's that on that really. That's the snow wasset.
0: Uh, I think it's very cute. They are <laughs> quite cute. Some of these drawings. Obviously, like some of them are like meant to be like horrifying, but some of these drawings are very cute and I want one. I mean like I could keep one as a as a friend. Have you seen its summer
1: look? I don't want its summer look so i have but... summer <laughs> they're so cute oh there's this one picture of the snow asset with a little like cranberry fairy that's i know cute. that's what i
0: keep saying that's why i said it looks like a. that's the one i saw first
1: that is so cute ew i hate this snow asset monster blog of monsters an odd little mammal found in the north and it looks like a creature nomming on a man
0: Someone drew it as a scarf.
1: No way that it would be a perfect scarf. I'm telling you it right now, it
0: would be a perfect scarf. This
1: no awesome. Like recently, it looks like it was
0: posted to Reddit like nine hours ago.
1: Uh, what? Because <laughs> I literally I did look at Reddit and I tried to find anything of like relevance <laughs> on Reddit. Yeah, and there really wasn't. um There was one cool thing. Okay, this is a side note that I didn't have in my notes. Um, Kalani, the he's a basketball player i can't remember he had a sneaker line with nike i believe i I keep seeing these those two those shoes yeah and he did shoes and uh it was motivated he like part of the design had some like was like notes in it uh and the explanation for that was like he gets stronger as he goes or something i don't know yeah. something like that so that's pretty cool that's a pop culture reference for you.
0: Looks like this is like a fan made addition to a game, perhaps.
1: Yes, there's like
0: a like playing cards. Well, I'm talking about the scarf though. Oh, on Arcana. I feel like that's is that on a game. I think so.
1: Also, um, on Reddit that i realized that i like i read through and then i was like there's no way i could get through all of this like it was it was a very long story on r slash no sleep and it was Mm -hmm. under the the snow asset like side of things and it was like a whole story about some minnesotan like monster hunters it was crazy. You guys should read. It. I should. I, I, I should uh, link that in the show notes because it was very fun. It was like, and and Steve, my supervisor, fuck you, Steve. It was very fun. The writing was fun. <sighs> <laughs> but yeah, that's our guy. The snow acid is a shad. Okay, sleepy little shad. Hungry, hungry shad. <laughs> maybe snow asset summer is shad snow asset winter is chad because
0: he's like getting those gains you know (laughs) uh huh um also in the show notes um it's going to be the i'm trying to remember what link it is (coughs) There there will be a link to Franks like full article. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> um, um it is the bigfootencounters.com I love it. Um, link so if you want to go um if you want to go to that you should be able to find like Franks like full story on how he actually came across and killed the Minnesota Iceman. I love that for him. Yep. I was like all if you at any time you want to go check any of our sources um and like read a little bit more than perhaps what we're giving um we do cite our sources down in the show notes, yes, um, I know I'm not super familiar with other podcasting apps, but usually it is like underneath the episode um like in the description, so like on Spotify, you can click on the episode um and you should be able to get like a full description, you should be able to hit show more and scroll down. Yeah. And see all of our um, ci- uh, citations, our sources. Also yeah. in the show notes, you'll be able to find links to our social media.
1: Oh my god, our social media! Not our, no idea. we have we have so many social medias?
0: Um, <laughs> we don't really. We have an Instagram and a Twitter and a TikTok. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. All HTTY podcast. podcast. We also um, have a Gmail if you want to send we us little, little ditties. Yes, ATI podcast at gmail.com. I keep remembering to add our TikTok to the descriptions, but most of them don't have it. <laughs> I love that for you. Well you should be able to find it if you just want to like look us up on TikTok. We have
1: one TikTok. It's very fun. I think it's hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um We also now have a Patreon. We do. Oh my god. Yes. Patreon.com slash podcast. podcast. um this episode will be going out a little early I cannot promise it'll be exactly a week early it might go out a day later for patrons Um, the technical difficulties yeah I genuinely if we did it I would have to edit within the next hour and I'm sorry I'm not doing it (laughs) don't I beg Uh, you don't do that to yourself so I'll probably edit this sometime tomorrow and have it go out on Thursday rather than Wednesday um but this should still go out on time for everyone who is not a patron so don't worry about that guys you're still hearing this on the day
1: don't Um, worry about that today as you've listened to the whole episode on time (laughs) (laughs) Um, honestly the best thing about the patreon is that because we're putting out episodes a week early on the patreon that almost guarantees that you guys who are listening to it when it's supposed to come out for like the general public will never have a late episode. because there's no I excuse there's
0: crossed yeah
1: there i mean if you do it's just that's just us being stupid because there's no excuse
0: <laughs> somehow other than the, like the break that we took the latest an episode has been has been has been like published at 10 o'clock rather than eight o'clock because bailey forgot it was wednesday Bailey forgot it was Wednesday. <laughs> um, so far we've not had any like truly late episodes yeah um, speaking for, for of so Patreon, go back to the Patreon. Um, hopefully we will be having some more bonus episodes published episodes. on the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once I get those edited, I, we've got like four or five of them like recorded. Yeah. I just have to edit them and get them scheduled to go out. Most of those do not go out on the main channel so if you want to hear any extra um, content from us, you have to go subscribe to the Patreon. It's literally only a dollar for most of it.
1: Yeah. Sneak peek if you want to... Um... A little spoiler alert for the patrons that we are doing like a whole three-part series on the card game we're not really strangers so if you want to get Um, to know bailey and i better then you should you should you should give us money
0: (laughs) i think we've got one that needs to go out before that but then like the next three will be the series on that's crazy it's really good you guys got a little bit of a bonus episode already because we had some issues with the Patreon and had to publish a bonus episode just as is, so go Cheers. check that out. It was our like first real Crypto Cocktail Hour that we published about the new year on January thirty first. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Shh, they don't need to know that. <laughs> it went out a month after we recorded it. Oops, sorry. Listen, we try our best. We don't really. Yeah. We try like a
1: decent amount. <laughs> Mediocre at best, really, but we um, try. We're
0: recording this on Mardi Gras, so happy Mardi Gras, everybody.
1: Happy Mardi Gras. My husband, uh, so my husband is a native Louisianan, and mm-hmm. he has been wearing his beads all day long and been telling everyone happy Mardi Gras, and it's <laughs> kind of cringy, but kind of cute.
0: Also, if you've made it this far, happy birthday, Lacey. Happy birthday, Lacey. I
1: didn't
0: know. I didn't know that. Happy birthday. His birthday is today. Happy Lacey. <laughs> she, got, uh,
1: she got a tattoo. <gasps> I want another tattoo. <laughs> 18, right? 18, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Bailey, I don't know if you've seen the TikTok <laughs> I sent you recently.
0: Uh- <laughs> I did see that, yeah. But it's
1: talking about how uh, people are like, "How old your sister?" Twelve, 12. right? 18. <laughs> no, 18. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Horrifying. I feel elderly. I say with an infant of my own. <laughs>
0: Uh, the other one of the other ones turns 21 this year Whoo! no <laughs> <laughs> dude
1: complete side note I know this is like the end of the episode and you guys just want us to sign off and stop talking but <laughs> I just want to say that like 14 year olds or however however the hell old the other one is they don't look like they used to because that's not how I looked when I was in junior high okay <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, 14 now, 15 later this year. I can like, that
1: that's too. that's not, that looks like a, a grown person. Like a grown person. <laughs> I know. No. I was wearing cat ears to my junior high, like, blackout games or whatever. So, <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> literally, literally, my high school yearbook photos, I think fresh, no, not freshman, uh, sophomore year was cat ears, and junior year was a flower crown. Senior year is when I finally learned that that's cringy. <laughs>
0: I don't remember your actual photos. I do remember one of the years they did a feature on you, like a full page feature. And you had, I think, blue hair in the photo.
1: No, I did the full page feature and I was in cosplay.
0: Because our friend
1: Jordan, hi Jordan. I, I think she listens to the podcast. Uh, it was on the yearbook committee team uh-huh. group. I don't remember what they're called. And she was like, hey, yeah. you've been through a lot like in life. I want to do a feature on you. And I was the junior, I think I was the junior featured student. And yeah, they yeah. did a whole, like whole yearbook page dedicated to me. I was in my Nozomi cosplay. Oh, it was purple. Okay. Yeah. I it was purple hair with blue contacts. contacts. Green contacts. Blue, green <laughs> contacts. Yeah. Yeah. I need to find that. That shit was crazy. And it was talking <laughs> about like, like the hardships that I've been through and like my hobbies now that I am a, am a grown person who lived through a lot wild anyway yeah I think Minnesota's pretty safe Frank's dead so he can't go shooting anyone anymore (laughs) and I don't think we ever had to worry about the Iceman no and as long as you're not you know trudging through the snow in the woods I think you're safe from the Wasit.
0: if you find one try to tame it
1: Honestly, if you find one, let me know. I want it to be my pet. So, Bailey and I are are on the lookout for a pet Wasit. So,
0: well, apparently there are two other Ice Men hanging out in Minnesota. What? So maybe we can go hunting.
1: We should go Ice Man searching.
0: I remember Frank said he saw two others that disappeared.
1: Yeah, Frank. I don't, but I don't trust Frank as far as I can throw him, Bailey. <laughs> Anyways, and Frank's dead, so I can't throw him very far. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, episode's over. <laughs> we need to get out of here. It's been over. <laughs> uh, well, I've been have, a, have a good day, travelers. I've been Danny. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs>
2: Bye. <laughs> Bye.